What's good, boys and girls? The Fins Up podcast on this glorious Tuesday. Probably the greatest teamless Tuesday since we released Chad Townsend. I am your host, Terry Mortimer, and I am joined by my handsome colleague, as always, Mr. Dan Nichols. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Mate, I'm feeling fantastic. A little aroused, if I'm being honest. It's mm-hmm. been a magical day. Not even the trains absolutely shitting themselves can get me down on this most most wondrous of occasions. How about your fine self, Terry? I mean, the news started drifting into us early this morning, and I have to say that, you know, you and I both started new jobs last week. Today I wasn't really looking forward to because... Uh, today was the day where I was in webinars and training online all day. Mm, and I thought, oh, how, how gross is that going to be? But when I heard the news that there is going to be some significant changes and some big outs, you know what? It just made the day go a whole heap better. It certainly did. And, and I can attest to that, minus the webinars. I actually had a really good day at work today. But uh, as it got closer to four, I, I just felt better. But you never truly knew, Terry, until that moment. 358, because NRL.com always drops a couple minutes early. Um, Dave Riccio's earlier article sort of confirmed what, what we'd heard. We'd heard rumblings. We, we, we're not privy to team sheets or, or info like that. We're just, we're just people passing around the rumour, the, uh, the innuendo, if you will. But, uh, yeah, when 4 o'clock hit, mate, i got to say that if I'd been in a bad mood, it wouldn't have lasted, and it's the only thing that got me through what was yet another... Diabolical afternoon on Sydney trains, but we're not gonna we're not gonna touch on that negativity today, mate. Because when we look back in time, this will be the day that we can look at each other and say it's officially Calhoun season. It is officially Calhoun season now. Before we get into this, it's only gonna be a quick podcast. We're gonna we're gonna run through the the glorious team list and what the changes mean to the Cronulla Sharks, and then there's some questions now. There's some really good questions around the team list and the selection. So I'm looking forward to your answers because I've been able to think about them as well. But just just quickly, a good friend of the podcast, uh, the person who backs us uh, financially, Mr. Rich Ossington, has uh, just pointed out that on Facebook today, all year people have been complaining about how bad Matt Moylan is and how disgusting his defence is and melting down every time he gets picked. He's been dropped, and now the same buffoons are online going, well, how are we going to score points? Well, mate, you can't help stupid, I'm afraid. Look, those, those groups are notoriously... Ridiculous for that. We, we've, you know, I, I'm not going there. As I said, positivity tonight, it's all good. But uh, look, Rich, that uh, checks due, mate. Let's, uh, let's get yeah. it. Now, uh, speaking of due, it's been long overdue that uh, Matt Moylan uh, did uh, leave the team. But there are some other players whose form has been very contentious as well. So, I'm glad it's. I'm glad it's not just him. I'm glad we didn't just scapegoat him. I'm glad there were some, some good changes and some some players that, you know, uh, deserve the opportunity. Now, when Teague Wilton went off injured, and this is what is still baffling me from Sunday, uh, as well as just how shit Cronulla were, but Jesse Colhoun has been playing in the second row, both on the left and the right side for Newtown. Yet he puts Wade Graham in. So my fear this week was Wade Graham was going to go into the team. Uh, now, he's been ruled out with injury, and I have no doubt that if he wasn't injured, he would have been selected in that position. But the question begs, why wasn't Colquhoun just put in there? I why did... wasn't he put there on Sunday? Oh, 
I mean, Wade Graham, look, the, Michael Ennis is, is, you know, okay. So Michael Ennis the other day said that when Wade Graham, Wade Graham came on, they said that he brings things to the game that Teague Wilton doesn't. He brings experience, he brings a kicking game, he brings defensive nows, blah, blah, blah. In 2016 when they played together, this is a different Wade Graham. I don't think anyone's been able to split the two. But I think this weekend actually helped us in our agenda of, well, not our agenda, everyone's thinking that he's just not up to it anymore, in that Teague Walton, who had copped a lot of grief for the defensive issues out there, and of course, being the relative rookie, that's going to happen, he was removed and you put the guy with 300 games to his name, and they get torn up twice as bad, if not three times as bad. So to answer your question, I don't know. I think that was a huge mistake. Um, even if at first, one or two tries, you switch it. I don't think... Fitzgibbon himself is capable of reacting like that, but I think he's gone back, he's he's logged into our podcast, he's watched Outlaws, and he's thought, these boys know what they're doing, because I certainly haven't, and without jumping the gun, mate, Sir Fitz is back, and I should not have doubted him. Now, I, I, I think, though, Wade would have been named just quietly, too. I, I heard that from Ennis about there's things that, that Wade Graham brings, it, professionalism, leadership, um, you know, experience, um, and, and and a kicking game. We haven't seen a good kick from Wade Graham since 2017. And I don't buy... like like I, I've been making excuses for some of the senior players this year, but I don't really buy the professionalism. And I, I saw someone on Facebook today turn around and said, we need to keep Wade Graham again for another year because he sets the standards. What standards? What, like, what, what does that even mean? Like... Does Wade Graham turn up and tell Jack Williams to go to the gym? No, Jack Williams has been going to the gym since he was in the womb. Right? Jesse Colhoun has been squatting Menai while he was out injured. Like, the the standards, I, I, I don't understand what that means. His leadership is diminishing. So is Dale Finucane's. And I would say that the, the biggest influence from a senior player that we have at the moment is Cam McInnes. You agree? Yeah. Uh, professionalism. Like, this is the bloke who spends a lot of time on the sideline from a shoulder charge. Now, I get it that he's trying to lift the team, but he does it all the wrong way. And then his defensive capabilities are atrocious. They're not so bad when he's in the middle of the field, but we had to put 33-year-old Wade Graham, who can't run, he has no legs, next to Matt Moylan, who can't run and has no legs. And you've got two guys that turn slower than milk that can't move sideways out there defending i got no doubt that he would have played this weekend, but let's take the negativity away from it. Jesse Colhoun named at the left edge second row. Braden Trindle named uh, at number six. Can we get another clap, please, Daniel? Now, I'll cop this one. Mm. I'll cop this one, right? Connor Tracy named at centre and Sifatalagai put in the back row. I'll cop this for a couple of reasons. One... You don't lose much between Connor Tracy and Sifatalakai in terms of effort and work rate, okay? Yeah, yeah that's Because Guy, why I love him in the centres is because of his work rate. But if you have a look, Connor Tracy makes just as many metres. And he's probably a little bit fitter and he's a little bit quicker. I'll cop Connor Tracy next to Braden Trindle mm -hmm. because Connor Tracy can do two things that Sifatalakai can't do. One is run fast and two is run sideways. Or move sideways. Completely. So I'll cop that. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. I would have been happy with Kale Liro. I'll cop Connor Tracy because these are the moves that needed to be made. I'm 
I'm really, really, really fucking excited to go into this game against Manly. Now, there's lots of questions about this team list coming up, Dan. We've, we've been inundated, inboxed. There's some funny questions, some good questions. But overall, when you saw that team list and you had to go over it a couple of times and you had to process that Fitz had done what we were hoping that he would do, <laughs> well, what were your thoughts? Uh, a bit torn. Now, the, the first reaction is, why didn't you do this five weeks ago? But once you move past that, I was excited. Now, obviously, the Jess Calhoun in is the one we've been calling for for a long time, as is Braden Trunnell. So those, those I'm, I'm absolutely stoked about. I honestly didn't think he'd move Talakai. I thought we'd, we'd cop another week or two of that, especially with a game against Manly coming up. You know, a game that we probably should win. We'll discuss that later. So I thought, you know, he and Ronaldo got a good thing going in, in attack. But in defence, he's been deplorable, and I mean, he, he really gave no no cho- choice, really. But he had to be dropped. I think Connor Tracy goes in. You could have picked Hero, and look, I would have. But you can't make too many changes too quickly. And Calder has got one NRL game to his his name, a game on the wing. He's never played NRL at centre, so I don't I don't know ill will towards Connor Tracy. I'd been calling for him for a little while. Um, I think moving positions in in Newtown hurt him a little bit, and we saw his form drop off. But you know what you're going to get with Connor Trace? You're going to get 100% effort. What you're not going to get is you're not going to get the, you know, seven try assists, three try game you got from Sifatalakai that one time. You're not going to get the silky smooth hands because Connor's passing game is nowhere near what Talakai's is, despite him playing halves as a junior and through, you know, time in South and a little bit for Cronulla and a little bit for Newtown too. So, But I'm not worried, to be honest. I think it's a horses for courses pick. I think he was the one that stood out, and I think he was called upon earlier in the year, did the job, and deserves this opportunity. Now, there is talk that potentially Jesse Ramian's out. I think you'll see Connor change and go to the right. Um, and I think you'll see Iro come in on the left just purely because Iro's a left centre by trade. He's a rookie and he'll come in. I'd be tempted to switch him because of, you know, they're going to run. Olukowatu's going to run at the, you know, the rookies really is what we're calling them, although they do have games. Colvin's never started an NRL game. So I'm a little bit worried about that, but we'll, we'll talk about that hypothetical later. But overall, I was very, very happy. We got pretty much everything I think the only change I really would have made was I would have swapped Dale and Cam, but at this stage, mate, over the moon. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I'll, I'll, I'll cop Connor because, and I've been Sifatalakai's, you know, biggest defender online, right? And, you know, this year he's had some pretty spectacular games, you know. He literally shut down Joseph Marnie when we played the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Um, but for every good game that he has against your Morgan Harper or Joey Manu or, you know, a, a good centre, you know, he has these games where he got made to look like a punk by Rocco Berry. He says it all, right? And in the second half, when we started wrestling momentum back and we looked like we were all on top of him, Sean Johnson passed the ball to Rocco Berry and Berry went around Talakai and Talakai didn't even get a hand to him. Now, Connor Tracy... We'll be able to run with Rocco Berry. Mm-hmm. Would he have made that tackle? I don't know. But at least he would have been in a position to attempt it because the problem with Talakai is because he's so small and so nuggety, when he's caught flat-footed, he doesn't have that quick acceleration, not like a Connor, not like an Eero, not, not, not like a Jesse Ramey, you know, who can who can make those explosive moves um, 
I don't mind. I don't mind Talakai going back to the bench either. I'll be interested to see. I think you're probably looking at, um, you know, Colhoun will take the early battle with Oluwatu, and and if he uh, if he looks like you know he, he needs a rest, well, then you've got Talakai out there as well. So I think Fitz has has reacted positively. The one thing. That you, you, you know, we, we know that Moylan's been dropped and we've heard that Wade's injured, but there's there's no communication from the club. Like, we still don't know what's wrong with Sam Stone Street. True. We don't know why Jaden Beryl hasn't played for three weeks. Yep. Uh, I went back to the New South Wales Cup and Daniel Atkinson didn't play for nine weeks and there was nothing. Yeah. There was no no pilot update. It seems like... You know, if you're a Braden Hamlin-Uelli or a Toby Rudolph, who's a big name and a starter, you get a full article and you're sponsored by Pilot to try and help you get better. But when you're Jane Beryl and Sam Stone Street and you're in reserve grade, no one seems to know what the problem is. Completely fair. And the, Jets, and the, Jets, uh, are, the Jets are, it's a little bit snarky too. I do appreciate it, but... Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I Overall, though, like, the changes had to be made. The, the You know, the question is why... Why didn't this happen after Melbourne? Like, why did we have to cop another near on 40 point touch up for him to make the changes, right? And it's now, you know, you're looking at your season, there's what, seven or eight games to go, and we're, we're saying that we're probably only going to win three of them and we might not make the finals. If you'd done this after the Melbourne game and we don't make the finals, oh well, so what? We're looking for 2024. But, you know, the, 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 the worst thing that could happen to this side is. We go out there against Manly and lose, and he goes, "Oh well, Moylan and Wade are back." Yeah, that that is my greatest fear. We look, we should be in week four of this this new look yeah. team. Um, you know, obviously you can't go back, so we'll, we'll just look forward. No, this, this should be week five. This should have happened against the Bulldogs. Yeah, absolutely, it should. Now, look, my fear is that they they will get beat, but mate, I would take this side and get beaten than copying Moylan and Wade and Talakai and win. Because you're going to go to Penrith and you're going to get flogged. Now, look, Penrith will beat no matter what side we put out there. I have no doubt. I have no expectations. But next year, Jesse Colhoun's our future 13, right? Because T comes back on the left yep. and Nick are on the right. Now, I could be talked into swapping Colhoun and, and Wilton if you absolutely have to. But we've seen Colhoun tear up the middle. So I, I don't want to yep. mess with that. But they're the three. Everything we do now has to look to next year. We can't win the premiership. Everyone knows that. I think even Fitz would admit that. Not publicly, but he would admit that to himself. Every decision has to be made to next year. That's not to say we should should scrap everyone and put everyone, you know, all the fifteen year olds, all the fleet kids that are eligible can come up and play. We're not we're not doing that because we're still a a very real chance at finals. And if we win the games, we should. Parramatta have got such a hard run in that we broke down the other night too. If you want to go back and have a look, that they should lose enough games for us to get eighth at least. You give me eighth, and Jesse Colhoun plays the rest of the season. Braden Trunell plays the rest of the season. You're guilty. That is a huge win. Now, just before we get to the questions, Terry, I've been copying all afternoon. Well, not copying. People have been asking me, what can we expect from these players, people that haven't watched Newtown? Did effort. you want to take Col? Yeah, well, effort. Did you want to take Calhoun or Trindle? And I'll take the other. I'll take Trindle. Okay. Well, in uh, in Jesse Calhoun, you get a big body, as you've seen yep. in the last few days. Huge. Bloke hasn't missed it. Uh, Cole, huge body. Bloke hasn't missed a tackle this season. He's come in. He's made more post-contact meters than our entire forward pack. Our starting forward pack. Um, if you put a gun to my head and said, who's our number one prop right now? Well, Colhoun's in the discussion, and considering he's played about 25 minutes, that says where we're at in the props. This is a bloke that in two years' time will be our leading middle, whether that be at 13, 8, or 10. I don't care. 
you're going to see defensively. Okay, look, Olakowatu is a fair in like initiation, I suppose is the right word, to first grade to run on. This is a bloke we've got to cut a little bit of slack. He is young. This is his first game starting and his first game in NRL out wide. So, look, you can expect an error or two because he's a rookie. You won't see him make 100% of his tackles. That's near impossible at this stage of his career. What you're going to see is effort. You're going to see size. You're going to see him put his hand up three or four times a set. He's the best prop in New South Wales Cup, and I'll fight anyone who says otherwise, unless, of course, maybe Tom Hazelton is playing beside him, then it's a tie. But you're going to see a look at the future, first and foremost. This is a bloke who, for the next five years, is going to be leading our pack, which we've been fucking screaming out for, Terry, for so long now. So, super excited. It's Calhoun season, baby. Yeah, with, with Trindle, what you're going to get with him is what you saw in round two and round three. and Oh, round one, round two, and round three, sorry. And you're going to get someone who's not afraid to take the line on, who has a better kicking game, has a better long kicking game, has a better short kicking game, has a monster of a bomb on him. You're going to get someone who is going to be able to run the same sweeping plays. You're going to get someone who's going to be able to initiate those sweeping plays. And whether he's got the six on his back, he's probably going to play more halfback like Moylan does. Mm-hmm. Um. If he takes the like, you know when Moylan's going to take the the line on as he does that goofy step, and you know, the, you know, Trindle's unpredictable. Uh, and I go back to that that first try against Souths that we scored, that he scored uh, when he put the grubber kicks in. He put the grubber kick on the third tackle, fifty meters out. What the hell is that about? You know, so this there's the unpredictability in terms of his attack. But in defence, you're going to get you're going to get more than what Moylan can give you for the simple fact that he's quicker, he can move sideways, he's a big body. Like, you posted that that picture of him the other day as if it was a meme, but he's actually huge. And he will hit someone. He'll put his body on the line. Now, he might make the wrong, he, he might make the wrong, the wrong read, but at least he's going to touch someone. Mm-hmm. He, you know, you go, go back and have a look at, the, the Warriors' second try on the weekend, right? Sean Johnson ran to the line and he ran at Matt Moylan. And two decoy runners ran at Matt Moylan. And Rocco Berry ran at Matt Moylan. And Rocco Berry ended up getting the ball and scoring the try. Matt Moylan touched no one. There were four people that ran at him and he got no one. That is a, a rare skill to have in this day and age, to be that fucking stupid that you couldn't even touch anybody. Like, at that point there, if he knew that he was beaten, he should have just whacked SJ. Yeah, spot on. Take, get get a hit in. Now, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that I've seen a little bit. People are pointing out that Trindle's tackle percentage is like 90 compared to Moylan's 92 or something. He didn't get a missed tackle for that. And I, I said that today. Uh, uh, notorious Moylan defender Kurt Simmington was on there saying if you have a look at Moylan's tackle percentage, it's actually really good. It's good because he doesn't attempt anything. Like when someone runs past him and he turns around and goes, oh, fuck. He hasn't made it. It's like it's like uh, the Nico Hines against the Tigers. He ran up out of the line and everyone ran past him and Nico ends up 10 for 10 tackles. But that was completely on him. Exactly right. But, uh, uh, mate, it's, it's a great day. Yeah. Now, now you and I have touched on this just quickly. Just the, the mail that we've got is that whilst Jesse Ramian is okay, it looked like a, a shoulder or a pec injury. It was actually a burner. Um, but we don't know if he is going to play or if he is going to be rested. Now, let's go into Manly 
just quickly before we get into the questions, I don't, I don't want to give Manly too much airtime. It's not a very, very good team. They put in a good effort against the Cowboys at home, but the Cowboys were clunky. A lot of their passes went to the ground, and I think if uh, you know if a lot of those passes stuck, the Cowboys run in 30 or 40 points like they have been. The thing for us now is we have to make sure that our passes stick and our tackles count. Uh, you know that if Manly get a little bit of field position, where they're going to go, yep. right? They're going to go left. They want that. Well, they're, they're going to go to our left. They're right, our left. They're going to want to go there. So, what are we going to do to combat that? What are our defensive structures going to change to make sure that they can't do that? How are we going to make sure that if they've got a, a tackle, you know, a fifth tackle play? three metres out from our line, and Cherry Evans is there, and Oluquatu and Ruben Garrick are there. What are we going to do to make sure that they can't isolate Oluquatu one-on-one with Trindle? Or what are we going to do to make sure that, you know, we, we number up and we read it properly? Because that's that's what's been happening. And it was it was embarrassing against the Warriors watching Wade and Moylan try to move. At least we've got two guys that can move. But if anything, I want to see some improvement. Um, just just in, in cutting that, that fucking play that we know is coming every time now. The Manly team, Ruben Garrick, uh, Tui Pilotu, Jason Saab, Brad Parker, uh, Kula, Schuster, Cherry Evans. Not a very good back line. Not a very good back line. Or very quick, not a very good back line. Uh, Taniela Paseca is a beast. Lock and Crocus sucks. Josh Alloway sucks. Uh, Tulangi? Yeah, that's the guy that came from the Tigers. He stinks too. Uh, Olo Kawatu, he's really good. And Jake Turbo, like, he makes his meters, but he's intimidating as, as a fucking fart. Yeah. And on the bench, Madison Woods, Kepi, and Lodge. It's not a good team. It's a soft team, man. It's not a good bench. It's they, they've, they've got three or four really outstanding players in Ruben Garrick, uh, Daly Cherry Evans, uh, Taniela Paseca, and Olo Kawatu. And they've got a really fast winger. Other than that, they ain't got much. That is true. And they've left out some superstar. Like, Ethan Bullymore bullied us in the first game. They left him out. Yeah. Um, and uh, 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 Sipley, Tofa Sipley, has been named for Blacktown. Yeah, Sipley's been tremendous. Mm. And to the point where I wanted to sign him early in the season and would take him now if he came yeah. across. And they've dropped him and they dropped Bullymore, which is fucking music to my ears. So if you give me those two or Woods and Lodge, I know which one I'm taking. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to pick Cronulla to win this game. Uh, well, I mean, in, in theory, we should be winning this 13-plus. So. I'll be okay with a 10-point win. I just want to see the boys play some big minutes. And, uh, yeah, look, at a, a nice a nice meat pie to Jesse Calhoun would be amazing. But I just want him to play 60 minutes of good football. That's it for the day. That's my hope. Okay. All right. Let's get into the questions. Start off with Scotty Wilson. Will these changes have the same leeway the previous incumbents did? Uh, oh God, I hope so. They should. Yeah. I said today uh, this needs to be our team for the rest of the season. I stand by that. This is a pretty tough stretch coming up. And considering we have the same squad rolling out next year, it'd be good for this crew to get an extended run to gel and prove themselves. Um, I would I would look at this game with the young with with, with these changes and say. This is your warm up game. You've got this is your warm up. You've got Penrith and Souths mm-hmm. and the Titans, and we'll reassess after that Titans game. Yep. So that's that's what I would be saying to these guys. It would be wrong to you know if we lost on the weekend, 
whether we lose by two points or 50, you'd be wrong to then turn around and go, oh, see, I told you so, Moylan's not the problem. Because then the problem is the coach, because he's just, he's not learning anything. So, Agreed. Uh, what's a big, what's a bigger flop? Oregon, an Oregon Kafusi flop tackle or the Oregon Kafusi signing? Jesus, right now it's the signing, isn't it? It's the signing has not been good. We we talked him up a lot in the preseason, and I was really excited. He's he's not delivered to the point where if Royce Hunt's fit, I, I swap him. Yeah. Uh, do you believe this is the end of Matt Moylan in a Sharks jersey? Uh, no, but it should be. <laughs> Agreed. I think if we lose the next four games, I think he comes in for the final few. But I um, I would be at peace with him not playing for Cronulla again. Expectations around Jesse Colquhoun. That was from Paul and this is from Paul as well. Yep. Expectations around Jesse Colquhoun as an edge, considering he has seemingly built his body up to play middle. Uh, Paul, he has been phenomenal in New South Wales Cup on the edge. So the expectation is that he just he's just an incredible footballer and the expectation is that he just keeps being an incredible footballer. He's got a spot in the 17 next year. I want him in the 13, yeah. where, whether it's at 11 or 13, I don't particularly care. I think this is the way to get him into first grade, though, because the, the, uh, the role's there to fill. And a fun question from Paul Terry, being an NBA guy and Dan being a fake Lakers fanboy, how do you feel about the NRL introducing player-selected jersey numbers with names on the back? I think this would be an amazing for marketing tool and something interesting. Further to that, if you're a player, what number would you want and why? Um, hate it. I oh, yeah, I hate it as well. I mean, Super League was fun, but then it ended up being shit. Um, I, would, I would be okay <laughs> if every week... You know, the 1 to 17 had their name on the back. Yeah. Uh, and that you could go to the Cronulla store and buy a number seven Nico Hines jersey. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but yeah, I don't think you should have a, a number, um, uh, 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 sorry, a specific number. Um, and if they did, did they do that and I was a player, the numbers I'd be going for would be 1, 3, 7, or 11. I don't like the idea because it, it was fucking ridiculous in the World Cup when you had a fullback wearing like 32 and stuff. I just. It didn't work for me. Uh, my number will be 25, my uh, my birthday, of course. Uh, this is from Rich Ossington. Will there be more changes in the weeks to come? Stone Street, Euro, Peru, Beryl and Healy, perhaps? Uh, I think we'll see Euro. I don't think we'll see Peru. I hope to fucking God we see Beryl at some point because I'm sick of seeing Blake Braley. We won't see Healy. He's three games in the New South Wales Cup. Uh, Beryl, look, I think... I can't see it happening, but I would be absolutely okay with it. Iro will play unless he signs for another team. Uh, Stone Street, I don't think we'll see it till next year. I think the injuries curtailed that. And who was the other one? Uh, Peru. Peru, no. No, Atkinson's next one up. Yep. Uh, is this the end of Wade Graham? It absolutely should be. Yes, I would doubt very much we see him again. Uh, if... Oh, sorry. Will Talakai play centre again for us? Yes, he will. Yeah, I think this is a temporary solution. But I, um, if he comes in and plays really well in the middle, well, there you go. You leave him there. If Colhoun fires while Teague is out, does that put pressure on Teague to work his way back in? Uh, no, there is a spot in any team in the NRL for Teague Wilton. He is that good. Yeah, I, I, Nicara, Wilton and Colhoun are 11, 12, 13. Pick yeah. any number, I don't, I don't particularly care. But um, look, if Walton comes back in three weeks, he comes back into the side at left back row. Yeah. Uh, if you're Craig Fitz, this is from Evan, Rebecca's. If you're Craig Fitzgibbon, what do you tell Trindle on Sunday before kickoff? Just play a natural game. Don't be Matt Boylan. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that too. No, I, I think back yourself. I would also tell him you've got a month because if he says, you know, we're watching you and he goes out there and makes a stupid error, it's going to compound it trying to make up for it. That would, would be what I'd say. I'd say you've got a month, play an actual game, get in, and Nico Hines, yeah. if Nico Hines calls the ball, you give it to Nico Hines. The, the, the month the month thing uh, has to um, has to be said today, not on Sunday. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh uh, question from Beaver two two three three: Is your faith in Fitzy restored? Absolutely. Yes, in a big way, and I apologise for ever doubting the great man. Uh, from Sir Chudley, do you think there has been enough time at training to develop the new combinations? Well, they've been training since November last year, so you'd hope so. Yeah, absolutely. They they run these. They don't just run a one to seventeen. How many games do you think Fitzy will uh, give this to bring success? It has to be a month. Uh, rest of the season for mine, but I uh, yeah, look, a month makes more sense. Uh, do you think Matt Moylan was hard done by? And there's a winky face at the end. Uh, no. Yeah, look, respectfully, no, I don't. I, I think he. What are the potential? Uh, what are the potential positives and/or negatives of Jesse Colhoun playing second row against Somali Oluwakwatu, and will he share game time in that position with Talakai? I'll answer two parts of this question. The positive is that Jesse Colhoun is going to get uh, introduction by five. He's not coming up against. He's not coming up against like um, a soft cock at the Bulldogs or you know getting his first start against the Tigers. Right? He's playing against arguably the best back rower in the competition. So that's the positive for him there. And as a rookie, if he goes out there and drops a seven out of ten, he drops a seven out of ten. If he goes out there and drops a ten out of ten, then you know you know that you've got a phenomenal player on your hands. And if he goes out there and drops a stinker, he's a rookie. But at least you've taken the punt and not put thirty-three-year-old Wade Graham. It's a win-win for mine. I think. Look, yeah, I think Talakai will play sometimes the back row. Yep. Whether yep. Colhoun moves into the middle or, or comes off for rest, I I don't know. I guess you play it by ear. But uh, I see only good things in this. I mean, Olakowatu is a fair way to introduce himself, and if yep. he holds his own, yeah. Well, I mean, Wooshka. I think uh, I think if Colhoun's playing well enough, it will limit the amount of minutes that Talakai has, which means you'll get more impact and more bang for your buck. Um, but also, as well, if 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 Oluwakwatu is having a really really good game, is Talakai the answer? So I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Uh, the next question: How do we replace Sippers' one hundred and seventy odd meters per game when our forwards consistently get monstered? The answer: Connor Tracy takes the same runs at the same. You know, he, he doesn't have the body. Um, but he's got to quicker play the ball. So that... very, very good. I I also think you'll see Ronaldo run the ball more too. He's been exceptionally quiet the last few weeks. I think he's in for a big game. Uh, do you think we'll say see? I'm on the Twitter questions. Then yep. do you think we'll see Graham again? No. Uh, would love to see uh, Beryl get a run. What does he have to do to get a spot over Blake Braley? Look. Fuck knows what that guy's got to do to get dropped because he doesn't do anything. So Bailey's got to be injured for it to happen. I don't know why I can't completely answer that, but yeah. that seems to be the the serious answer. Uh, Nathan Hunt, do you guys feel that these changes are for the rest of the season or a week to week prospect? I think they're a week to week prospect, but geez, like as we said, it's got to be a month. Yeah, you can't give them one week. I don't care if we call fifty this week. You've got to stick with it. For at least two or three. I know it's a baptism by fire, throwing them in against Penrith and South, but you got to beat these teams if you want to win a premiership. Yeah. 
Anyone heard how Teague is to get an MCL injury four to six weeks is what we got hurt is what we got told. Not great. Uh, has there been a bigger collective amount of jizz ejaculated from Sharks fans when the team list was dropped on Tuesday? No. No, this this is right up there because everyone wanted this for so long and I'm I'm glad to see everyone rewarded. If the, if he named an unnamed lineup Oh, this it would have been hell. You couldn't yeah. pay me enough to go on the Facebook groups. So I'm I'm just happy for everyone. And yeah, I can't think of one that you know when Val debuted that was big, but nothing to this this degree. When yeah. Chad was dropped, that was great, but mainly from the two people I in think, the room I think right the, now. The, the the bigger reaction to this uh, would be when when uh, it was quite easy to see that. Jack Bird and Val should have started in 2015, and he started Mitch Brown and Wade Graham in the halves. Oh, he started Mitch Brown on the wing, Wade Graham in the halves with Jeff Robson, and it was just a disaster. There goes top two. Uh, yeah. Do you believe that Jesse Colhoun will stay in Teague's spot while he's injured, or do you see Wade Graham taking Teague's spot when he comes back from being rested? From what we heard, Wade Graham's out for two to three weeks, so Colhoun has got this time to make sure that Wade never comes back. Yeah, well, look, if Colhoun can take it to Olukowatu and what, Liam Martin, or will it be um, yeah. Scott Sorensen, whoever, whichever? It'll be Liam Martin. Well, then, if he if he beats one or both of those, you'd have to fucking drag him out because he's earned the role. Uh, firstly, if anyone knows any more info on Kale Iro, would be good, but moving to next year, who would be your first-choice centre? I have the greatest respect for Sip, but can't see him... Getting back in the centres unless injuries. I'd love to see Ira get a crack for a few weeks, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's all just going to depend on these final rounds. I I personally think that you know Kale Hero is about to throw his toys out of the cot and go to England. If you have a look at his Instagram posts and in the comments that he's liking and everything like that, it all suggests that he's going to England. I think that he's probably done himself a disservice by having an Arnie because. Mm. Could have been the next man up, yeah, um, but I mean, there's 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 plenty of options. You've got kind of Tracy. You've got oh fuck, I don't want to say it, Herodi, but you have got Stone Street. You've got uh, Ronaldo, and you've got Sifra as well. So there's options. What I would want to see next year is a makeup of you know have Talakai on the bench as your safety net, and Hero and Rami in the centres. I want Rami and I want Ronaldo because I want Stone Street on the wing. I. <laughs> Don't know whether Ronaldo would be up for that, but I would definitely be tapping him on the shoulder because he's very, very good there for Newtown, and I think that's where he future lies. We need the ball in Ronaldo's hand more. Uh, how do you split the minutes between uh, Cam Kinnis and Dale Finucane? Uh In an ideal world, we need Cam to get 60 minutes starting at lock for us. Uh, look, Cam McInnes plays anywhere between 45 and 55 minutes on a week-to-week basis, right? And he does that coming off the bench. He does it really well. Dale Finucan is a completely different player who starts at lock and ends up in the front row. And we're going to need Dale to play front row for a few minutes this week because our bench, despite having big bodies, is actually quite small. The only prop that we have on the bench is Tom Hazleton. Jack Williams has been playing prop, but he is not a prop. He's a lock. Um, But, yeah, look, I, I... I think, if anything, out of the rotations, the only one that he gets right is the the amount of minutes that Cam and Dale play. Yeah. Um, and he was guilty at the beginning of the Dale Frenukin era of playing Dale way too much, and he was busted at the end of the year. So uh, anywhere between 40 and 50 minutes for both of them, but Cam comes on and plays solely lock, and 
uh, Fanukin a little bit in the front row. Uh, I'd also like to see Cam McInnes uh, take about 15 minutes off Blake Braley and, and Hooker as well. So I think I think Blake came off with a minute and a half to go on the weekend against the Warriors. What the fucking point of that? There, there is no point. I, I think Cam's got to be playing 55 minutes. Dale, look, I would be moving Dale into the into the the forwards at the expense of Kafusi. Full disclosure, and I would just do a forty forty split. I don't think Toby Rudolph can play more than forty minutes, so there's your forty forty split. Yeah, I mean, you've got to find minutes for Jack Williams. I mean, you've got to find minutes for Jack Williams because he's just been sensational off the bench as well. That's all we've got time for uh, tonight, folks. Make sure you catch uh, if you haven't already watched it. Watch Rugby League Outlaws. Dan and I also did a podcast. Uh, on uh, the meltdown after the Warriors game. We've got a big podcast news coming up uh, about uh, a new partnership that we have as well, so that's all exciting. Anything else, Dan? Well, mate, if you want to drop off, I'm just going to run down the women's team because uh, we got uh, the historic first-ever Teamless Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, you take off, mate. Terry's got to go home, full disclosure. I'm ready home, despite the train blow-up. I'm out. Catch you later. See you soon, mate. So those that uh, haven't seen the women's team... Finally, after many, many years, it's so far overdue. We, we've named our first Teamless Tuesday side. is pretty much as you would thought. Uh, we'll, we'll run through it. I'll try and give as much info as I can in the next few minutes for anyone uh, wanting to head down. I definitely recommend you do because it's going to be super. Even if the blokes get bashed by 40, if the girls get out there and win, it'll be it'll be a day. For the memory, look, at the back, you've got Jada, Jada Highlight, Jada Taylor, who is, if you're only going to watch one player, it's her. On the wing, Anise Biddle has beaten Cassie Staples to it, which I, which I actually quite like. She was fantastic in the trials. No arguments there. Tiana Penatani, the captain, and Kiana Takarangi in the centres. Andy Robinson out wide. Uh, you might have seen her on Instagram. She is the partner of Young K Dyke. So there's a uh, there's a future more potential power couple. Uh, and in the halves, Taylor Preston at seven, and Emma Tonegato, who could be the star of the competition, former Dalian winner, is playing at six. Now, she is a career fullback. Um, although her role in the Aussie Women's Sevens, the uh, the gold medal winning Aussie Women's Sevens, uh, was as a running sort of 5'8". It's hard to, to be given a position when there's seven people on the field, but yeah, that was the sort of role she played. Uh, up front, Tegan Dimmick joins Ellie Johnson in the engine room. Uh, in terms of size, I actually thought we were a little bit small going into the competition, but these two are big girls, like with the greatest respects, uh, and I think they'll do more than fine. And then Quincy Dodd at number nine, she was in our inaugural signing, uh, origin rep, city rep. She's just she's just very, very good at what she does. Tele Holmes and Vanessa Foliaki in the second row, and Brooke Anderson at lock. Uh, Brooke Anderson can play a bit of nine too, so that'll be good to see. I know she played there a fair bit last year. Uh, for the Eels, I believe. Now, unfortunately, Holly Wheeler hasn't made the round one. It was hoped that she would be ready, but what I'm hearing is early rounds in quotation marks. I'm not exactly sure what that means. But, I mean, that 1-13 to 13 is pretty much what I expected. Uh, Nato Katoka, oh, I've totally butchered that. I, I apologize. And Tupu Wichman uh, joined Byers. Uh, yeah, Byers and Harada Butler, who is another one you need to keep an eye out for. She is fantastic on the uh, on the bench. Of course, so Maddie Studden, Chloe Saunders, and Cassie Staples miss out. But I mean, in terms of one to seventeen, Holly Wheeler aside, that's that's pretty much perfect to be totally honest. Uh, get down there early to one fifty kickoff. We play the Raiders girls. Uh, both teams first year in the competition. We are the favourites, I believe. Although you don't know to be totally honest, this is the first time we've seen this team. It is Cronulla after 
after all. And it is playing Canberra, unfortunately. But uh, I'm pretty confident we'll do them here. I think Tonegato and Jada Highlight are the two to watch. But, I mean, if you're down there, we'll be on the call. I'll be there in the corner. Terry's got the kids, so he'll be coming in a little bit later for his own sanity. Anyone who wants to come watch a game with me, please feel free. You're more than welcome. I would love to uh, love to share this experience with you. Uh, go the girls. They're getting the fins up this week, and I do not mean that in any way other than there is a big fin on my head right now. It's Jess Calhoun season. It's Jada Highlight season. What a week. What a turnaround from Sunday night to Yellfest. Hello, Matonagato.